podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of Storytime with Dave. I am your host, Dave. And I'm usually your host. And especially today, I'm your host because I'm here alone. It's a solo episode and I'm going to talk about something um, that you've heard me talk about before. And some of you might be like, well, Dave, you know, you're a fraud. You might say that. I get into it. Let's talk about it. You know, real quick, I mean, I'm going to still do those little um, guitar intros that I've been doing just because like, I don't know, it kind of like, it gives me a reason to keep practicing guitar or whatever. And then also I want to do that shit with Jimmy and make some songs, you know, about whatever, like the Holocaust not happening or whatever I'm feeling like talking about it. will probably be that. Usually it is. So I want to talk about this today because um, I have not. I have not drank in like five or six days and it's been pretty great and I always forget how great it is because I drink a lot and then even if I take one day off like you don't notice the effects of being a sober boy until it's been a few days it has to be a few days and then and then the the sobriety really kicks in and it's pretty great I mean I did hear Tim Dillon on on his uh last episode talking about or maybe it was the one before talking about like office parties and how like you have to be drunk for them or they're just not fun. But he's like, that's the trade off. Sometimes things are just going to be not quite as fun, but your life's going to be better. That seems like a really good trade off. And plus, I'm like, you know what, if I want to get where I want to be, if I'm going to get where I want to be, which is the greatest comedian who ever lived, or at least top 10, I'm, I'm not going to be able to to, I'm going to have to be sober, at least for a while, at least for, for a considerable length of time. And maybe not completely sober, but that seems to be the only way that I'm going to be able to do it. Because whenever I, I don't know, I, like I'll, I, it's like I'll slip back into it very easily. So it seems like it has to be all or nothing. Although that is a little concerning because this is the way I feel about things like um, Alcoholics Anonymous, right? So... It becomes, I mean, it's like there's a lot of religious um, overtones with Alcoholics Anonymous. I don't even know if you'd call it overtones. Like, it's pretty blatantly uh, religious, even though they try to be loose with it. They're like, no, God could be anything to you. But it, it's like it was designed to be, you know, Christian God. Pretty much, it seems like. I guess it could be whatever, but it's it's complete, it's directly related to religion. But the other thing is that um, I feel like you go into those programs like Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous, and the problem is that it's built up into something that is uh, where where um, a slip up could could be the end, when it doesn't have to be. But it seems like because they put such an emphasis on not slipping up, that that. I was listening to, uh, or I was watching a YouTube video with, uh, like where Jordan Peterson's talking about addiction. And then he's just talking about like the right attitude to have, if you're trying to stop doing something, but then you accidentally do it. Like maybe, maybe you don't, um, maybe you're addicted to crystal meth. Let's say, you know, a lot, plenty of people are addicted to crystal meth and then you stop doing crystal meth for like a month and you're like, wow, I'm good now. But then you know, something happens and you do a little bit of crystal meth 
there are the the best thing to do is to just like wake up the next day or perhaps you know four days later when you crystal meth i don't know how that shit works but when you when you come out of it you just go okay that was a slip up i'm back on track now i feel like the risk that you run and this has happened to me before when i've been sober for a little while a period of time and then I have a, and then I drink one night. I don't have a drink. I never have a drink. I have many. And when that happens to me, I just go, okay, well, I guess I'm not a sober boy anymore. I'm back to being a drinker. But that's the wrong perspective to have. I feel like things like Alcoholics Anonymous breed that kind of reaction where one slip up is the end. And now you're back to being who you were or perhaps even worse. You know what I mean? So, sorry, I'm going to have to pause a bit. I'm coughing a lot because not only am I not drinking anymore. I mean, look, I'm not going to go ahead and call myself a sober boy. I'm not going to get ahead of myself because I've only not drank for like five days now. But nor have I smoked a cigarette. And that was the, the impetus. Hold on. I was seeing if I used... I was checking on my phone to see if I used the word impetus right. Let's just say motivation. My motivation to stop drinking was because uh, I want to stop smoking. But I also was feeling terrible. I was getting these, I don't know. You know, people say that, that like um, your hangovers get worse as you get older. That's totally true. And I mean, I was getting like compound hangovers, like one hangover into the next. And then you get a magnified hangover. It's the worst. I can't get anything done. I can't think straight. I have more negative emotions. I am someone who is very in control of my emotions, personally. And I've worked a long time, which I think I've alluded to before. Maybe I should do a podcast about that and tell you guys how I deal with my shit internally, emotionally. Because I actually have some good strategies, but it's taken a lot of time. But when I am hung over all the time, it is way harder for me to control my negative emotions. I'm someone who tries to live a life devoid of negative emotions. If I if I can, I mean, that's pretty much impossible. But at the very least, with a clear mind, I'm able to identify what the emotion is and what it means. And then that always helps. Sometimes that helps so much. More like I mean, you want to fix problems, you want to solve problems that they, as they arise. But sometimes just if I am having a negative emotion, I go, what is this emotion? This is anxiety, for example. And then I go, why am I feeling this anxiety? And then I'm able to pinpoint why I'm feeling the anxiety. I won't even necessarily have to think of a solution. Just the identification of the emotion and why I'm feeling it sometimes will make me feel a lot better. When I'm sober, I can do that rather effectively but when i'm hung over all the time or drunk that is it's a it's it's just it's not working it's just not working the same so there i mean there are so many reasons to not drink for me there are so many reasons you know i uh i don't know and i've gone into it before because some of you will find this familiar this is why i was saying you'll say i'm a fraud People who have been listening for a long, long time to this podcast know that about a year ago, I stopped drinking. Um, and that wasn't, I wasn't even really fully sober, to be honest with you. I was still drinking on Friday nights. I made Friday night my drinking night. And I would like, I would drink a lot on Friday night. 
But that was when I had my job, and that was for about six months. And it was still really way better, even though with the w- once a week. It was way better. Things were way better. But then I, you know, as soon as the job was over, I went back to drinking. I didn't tell you about it. Why would I tell you about that? I was kind of ashamed of it. You know what I mean? I don't know if ashamed is the right word. I, I certainly wasn't going to go telling you about it on the podcast. You know? Sometimes I feel like uh, when you're in it, it's harder to be vulnerable than when you're a little bit removed. And like I said, I'm only five days removed from this, these vices. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Like, I'm, I'm feeling good about it this time. Now, yeah, because the motivation, I mean, one of the major motivations is to stop smoking right now. Because, well, one person in particular in my life, who I care about a lot, really wants me to quit smoking and we kind of made a deal and that's been uh very helpful in not smoking but you know what has been equally as helpful has been not drinking because when i'm sober i have such an easier time not smoking i don't really get smoking or just to be honest with you i even see people smoking and i'm like whatever enjoy your cigarette I've never liked the smell of smoke. I mean, cigarette smoke on people. But I would smoke myself. And I'm, I was trying to think about that. Like, why did I smoke? I never felt uh, that I was addicted to smoking. It was more like a habitual thing. I don't really think I have much of a uh, addictive personality. You know, like, for the most part. I think with alcohol, it gets me the worst. I was listening to this one video. I forget who it was. It might have been a clip from someone on Joe Rogan, but they were talking about how they've done studies on alcoholics, and there is one genetic trait that um, some people, when they, they don't binge drink, because there's something that spikes. I don't know if it was dopamine. That might just be let's just call it dopamine, whatever it is. It's like something in your brain that spikes when you like take a shot or when you take your first drink. And for a lot of people, it'll spike initially and maybe for the second drink, but then they get no more spikes and it tapers off dramatically as the night progresses. Those people are less likely to binge drink because they're just going to make themselves feel worse and they don't continually get that spike um, that makes you feel good. You know, it just, it wears out. So what would be the point? And then other people, and usually people who are alcoholics possess this trait where they get spikes continually throughout the night. So you can be on like your fifth shot and have a beer on the side and you're still getting spikes of whatever of dopamine and stuff and like leveling yourself out. And then those people, I feel like I probably am closer to that because I'm more than capable of binge drinking. I'm a binge drinker. I mean, not all the time, but I'm saying that that if that's the case, and some people have that and some people don't, I probably have that. But I don't have that with cigarettes, especially when I'm sober. I actually don't really like them. I'll tell you what's been going on, too. I've never gone this long for real without smoking cigarettes in in a while. Years probably six, five or six years. And like I said, it's only been five days. That's saying a lot, dude. That's saying a lot. I mean, maybe, but 
I don't think so because even when I've taken breaks from smoking, I still had a cigarette here and there. But I would say to myself, you ever do that? Like you lie to yourself? And I'd be like, no, I, I quit. I quit smoking. I mean, yeah, I had like two the other night, but I quit smoking. It was like that kind of thing. Now, here's the thing that makes quitting smoking like annoying. This is the annoying thing I'm dealing with. Right, right, hang on one second. See, I just had to pause to cough because I've been coughing like a motherfucker. The thing is, I looked this up. There are these things in your, um, in your esophagus, I guess. It might be uh, your trachea or whatever. I don't know. Whatever it is. It's it's in your throat or esophagus or something. There are um, cilia, they're called. They're like little fingery project projections, whatever they're called. They're like little... Imagine little microscopic fingers that stick out and they collect like dust that you breathe in. That's what they're there for. And you have cilia... I think it's called villi in your intestines that are very similar, which are there to like absorb nutrients as the food passes through, like in case they missed anything. But the cilia, I, I guess it is in your, in your like upper throat because of the heat of the smoke, you actually burn away your cilia. Smokers burn away their cilia. So you actually, it's like basically not there or they're really short. It's one of the reasons why smokers are more susceptible to sickness because cilia can capture bacteria and then you just cough it up. Or, I mean, not even necessarily bacteria, but whatever. Stuff that's not supposed to be in there. It can kind of catch it. Think about it like nose hairs almost. Serving that same kind of purpose. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so when you smoke for a long time like I did, you burn away the cilia. Then when you quit smoking, the cilia start to grow back. But they haven't been there. So your body kind of reacts like, what's what's going on there in your throat? And so you cough a lot because your body's trying to... Thinks, I guess it thinks it's like mucus or something. It's like, what's going on here? Apparently this lasts for about a week or two. So... You know, hopefully just a few more days for me, but it's really annoying. And it's something that's, it's something that I've tried to quit smoking before and I've gotten a couple days in and then I'll always be like, oh, fuck this. I'm smoking. I don't want to keep coughing because it's actually, I mean, it's like counterintuitive. You would think that the smoking would make you cough, but when you quit smoking for a couple days, it would actually help you to smoke. Just burn that cilia back away. Get rid of that shit. You know what I mean? I mean, it's stupid. I'm not saying that's a good idea. I'm just saying it would make you stop coughing. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. This is the one. This is the time. I'm going to get, I'm just going to get, I'm going to get her done. You know, I've been taking some medicine, whatever. It's fine. Some lozenges. I'm going to get through this one. Just give it two weeks. I mean, I haven't like, but like I said, these things need to go hand in hand. So I cannot drink at least for a while. I don't intend to be purely sober for the rest of my days. Although if it happened to work out that way, I, I guess I'd be okay with that. But I do need to be purely sober for at least a few months until I've really gotten the cigarette 
like until that's done with until that's like officially done with i know that it, it, it'll take a couple months at least so at least for now that's the way it's got to be which i'm okay with i'm willing to do it so I guess one thing that I was thinking about that I can actually draw upon from experience because I like having transitive knowledge like this because it makes things seem more, uh, I don't know, I would I guess I would say attainable, but also just that having some experience in this realm helps. Like I used to be addicted to video games, 100%, for hours a day, especially when I was younger, but for years. For years, that is a, that's a real thing, man. I know a lot of people who are addicted to video games. I mean, I used to play like World of Warcraft for, dude, I could sit there and play World of Warcraft for like 8, 10 hours. You know, I mean, granted, this was when I was like 14, 15. I didn't have responsibilities in life. Not that I have many now, to be honest with you, but there was nothing. So I guess that's what accounted for that. But then also like, you know, Modern Warfare, all the Call of Duties, whatever. Halo, the works. Just playing video games all the time. And this persisted until like um, a year ago. I probably, it's probably been more than a year. Let's say a year and a half. No, 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 no. It was probably a year ago. And I just like, I just stopped. Like cold turkey, basically. I haven't really, I haven't sat home alone and played a video game. You know, I like, played Rocket League with my cousin a couple times in the last year when I'm at his house. That's it. You know what I mean? So here was something that was like a, a serious addiction in my life. And I felt even more... There was never a physical dependency, obviously. But I felt more psychologically addicted to video games than I did to cigarettes, I think. Or maybe equally as much. So at least I've overcome something that I was addicted to recently. And now it's so... Now I don't don't even get temptations to play video games. I'd way rather do other stuff. I'd way rather do other stuff that brings more to my life. Because like, I could also sit down and read... I could sit down and read for four hours and I don't feel like a piece of shit. For doing that at all. I actually feel pretty good. Especially if I read a lot. If it was like a good little session. I was focused. I actually feel good about that. Play video games for four hours. And I brought nothing to my life. And I so I felt like a piece of shit. So it's just bad. And then when I wake up. And I smoked a pack last night. Which has happened before though it's rare. Usually I would smoke. I mean I guess if I was binge drinking. I would usually smoke like seven cigarettes in the night and I wake up and I don't feel good I feel like a piece of shit way worse than when I play video games for a while so I don't know it seems like a no-brainer it seems like a no-brainer I've just been putting it off putting it off putting it off I told myself probably I started telling myself I would stop smoking cigarettes like probably four or five years ago I was like okay yeah it's time it's time to stop and I just didn't And then I just would smoke more because I was just like, I guess I'm a smoker now. That is the thing that happens in any smoker's life. You go from being someone who smokes sometimes to being a smoker. You know what I mean? And then 
that's that's also a bad psychological thing because then at a certain point you're just like once you accept that you're a smoker it's like the worst possible thing if you can be the type of person even though you're annoying (laughs) to smokers who just like bums cigarettes but doesn't buy packs even if you smoke like a few cigarettes whenever you're out that's way better if you can just avoid being the person who's like deny that you're a smoker as long as possible just be like no i'm just they call them chippers i think don't they call them that isn't that the word i forget i think they call them chippers people who just smoke occasionally socially just keep calling yourself that don't accept that you're a smoker for as long as possible and then once you do accept that you're a smoker you should probably stop smoking which is why i should have stopped i mean i do at least appreciate the fact that i made my voice deeper so it wasn't all for naught. You know, this is a good podcasting voice, folks. And if you say otherwise, you're not only lying to me, but you're lying to yourself. So let's just tell it like it is. This is a great podcasting voice that I have. It's a great comedy voice. Cigarettes helped. I can't give zero credit to cigarettes. I have to give credit where it's due. But we're good now. My voice is where I want it to be. We're good. Enough with the cigarettes. Enough with the cigarettes. I spend so much money on them. I don't even want to do the math. It's going to make me feel bad. But bottom line is I've been saving money already. And it's noticeable, especially with the not drinking, because drinking is more expensive than smoking, you know, at a bar. And I probably spent. Okay, I don't want to think about that either, because that's more depressing, but more way more than the cigarettes because it's not that hard to spend forty dollars at a bar if the drinks are eight dollars each it's not that hard to spend forty dollars at a bar and i'm at bars all the time doing comedy so this is a really good this is a really good um you know change that i'm making in my life that i'm feeling excited about and uh It'll stick this time. It'll stick this time. I'm going to make sure it does because I don't know. I'm like, I'm done with it, man. I don't need to be. I don't need to be drinking anymore and partying and getting fucked up. I don't really like it's kind of fun. Sure. But I just don't. That's just not what I want anymore. It's just hindering my progress on the things that I actually want. So I have to decide how much do I want it. Well, it's more than I want to just get drunk. A lot more, I feel. But maybe it wasn't for a time. And that's possible. But the other night I did a show. uh, I did Grizel's show. In uh, Bloomfield. And it was sold out. And it's it's not a very big room. But there was like 50 or 60 people. And I just like, I just knocked it out of the park, dude. I really did. I fucking knocked it out of the park. And I was just like so hyped on the drive home. I had the biggest smile on my face. I was the happiest of campers. And I was just like, okay, I want that to be 2,000 people. And I want to do it all the fucking time. Which I always did. But sometimes like you don't do shows for a while and you kind of forget that feeling. Like I hadn't had a show in weeks, maybe a month. And even the shows that I was having last month, none of them were good because the turnouts weren't good. 
But then that, I was like, oh, yeah, this is fucking sick. This is why I do this. I remember now. So that was important. And that's actually, that's even been helping with getting sober. So I'll keep you guys posted. You know, you hold me accountable. We'll hold each other accountable. Maybe you'll make some changes to your life too. Maybe we can do it together. We'll have fun. You know, maybe not as much fun as if we were drunk, but at least we'll feel better about ourselves. We'll be making ourselves better every day. Or hopefully, hopefully we will. I mean, maybe you just suck. No, I'm just kidding. Come on. Come on. Don't get mad at me. I was just joking. You know, I mean, I just don't see any reason not to at this point. 26. 26 years old. Been doing comedy for four and a half years. Coming up on five years. Why not accelerate this process? I don't want to, I don't want it to take that long. And I have the ability to knock some time off. And I don't know, I don't know what the, you know, obviously these are, these are, this is the unknown. I don't know when it'll happen. But when I don't drink, I have better habits. The better habits make me a better comedian. If I'm a better comedian, it's probably going to happen sooner or I certainly hope that's the case. Although I know the business doesn't necessarily work like that, but I at least want to put myself in a good position that when I do get opportunities, I'm able to really fucking take advantage of them. I want to kill all the time. I know that's not possible. I'll still bomb. Even when I'm, you know, even when I'm where I want to be, there'll still be bombs. That's okay. Separate them few and far between pretty good at taking bombs at this point in my life. I was thinking about this the other day. Like I fantasize about performing at the comedy cellar and getting past there and being able to perform there regularly. But you know what else that means? That means you have to, that means I'm going to have to bomb at the comedy cellar. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of suck? It's just kind of funny. I feel because you never think about that part. Like I had never thought about that part. I'm like, Oh, it's going to be so cool. Once I can perform at the comedy cellar all the time, you know, and it will be cool. It will be awesome when I start performing there regularly however i'm gonna have to bomb there because that's where i'm gonna be performing a lot so you know bombs just happen you don't get to choose where they happen so i don't know i'm not looking forward to bombing at this comedy cellar but that's why i want to that's why i want to be really good by the time i get that kind of opportunity and i'm like we're getting there guys we're really getting there i'm telling you so i guess in conclusion and I'll wrap this thing up now. Let me think for a second. Hang on. Okay, I would say this in conclusion. There are, everyone engages in destructive behaviors, some of which are more pernicious than others. And the two most pernicious and self-destructive and deadly habits that I've been engaging in for the last, let's say, eight years have have been directly linked to one another and probably the harder one to overcome has been the drinking just because I do get anxiety sometimes around a lot of people especially if I'm uncomfortable but that's a big reason why people drink I feel like is because you'd be at a party and you don't know everyone there so you start drinking And then I start smoking. Me. That's me. You might not. You might have never started smoking. And good for you. You should keep it that way probably. But these two things are 
completely linked. And when I've tried to stop smoking in the past, I've never, I've neglected to acknowledge the fact that my drinking is the sole, maybe not the sole cause of the smoking, but it's, it's gotta be the main reason at least. And so this time I'm addressing these two vices as one. Like the drinking and the smoking, these are one and the same. And then also, I'm going to say sober boy is a little bit of a misnomer because I'm still going to be, I still smoke weed. You know, I'm not perfect, okay? But are you really going to get mad at me for smoking weed if I cut out the, the cigarettes and the alcohol? Let's do this one vice at a time. And I know that drinking and smoking are two, but I just told you I'm counting them as one. So let's do this one vice at a time. Okay, it's been five days. I'll update you as as I go. And to be honest with you, if you see more podcasts from me, that's a good sign because that means I'm making extra time, which will usually which will probably be at night when I would be drunk. And I've always made it a rule that I will never podcast while I'm drunk. And I never have because I don't want to say anything stupid that would be on the Internet forever. Even if you delete a podcast, I feel like they could dig it up. You know what I mean? They're savages, dude. They're fucking savages. So yeah, I'll never podcast drunk. So when I get home and I'm drunk, I just can't podcast. But now I'll be getting home sober. I'll be able to podcast. We'll be in touch more. I can't wait to spend more time with you. Okay? Thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Be a better person. You know? Control yourself. Control your vices. I'll see you next time.